know Kelly. Yay, Kelly. <laughs> she doesn't need an introduction. And then we know Mom, so or Cindy Godwin. But it's weird for me to call her Cindy Godwin, but I will. And then, <laughs> and then we have Melissa Mahan with us. Melissa's husband works on our team of counseling. Melissa also does the um, Chosen Bible Study that we started doing and also is the Vice President of Student Affairs over at Texas A&M here in San Antonio. So, yay. Then we have our own Sandy Ross who does our women's ministry here. So excited to have her. And then we have Candy Tarasas, and she does, um, not only does she work and does um, business, but she also leads our uh, group on Saturday morning for women who work or entrepreneurs are in business. So um, we're so excited to have everyone here. So thank you. I like the pink shoes. Yeah, they're cute pink shoes. And I'm Chrissy, and I'm going to try to um, get some answers out of these ladies for you. Uh, (laughs) I want to start because Kelly was talking tonight about focus and and goals. And I think often as women, we we make goals for ourselves, especially around the new year. And then sometimes we get busy and crazy, and we get off track. So how do we get back on track? And then is it important to to do that with people, like to have good people around you supporting your goals, or should you try to do it on your own? So let's talk about that. Uh, Who wants to take it? Do I need to assign, or does someone want to jump in? Oh, Sandy, we're going to start with you because you look like you're ready to answer a question. (laughs) Yeah, you do. (laughs) How do we we get back on track? Yes, if we've set a goal and we're off course. Well, I may do it differently than other people. But I get back on track. Honestly, if I don't have morning time with the Lord, I'm lost for the rest of the day. And so as long as I keep my focus on his word and I begin every day that way, um, I stay on track pretty much. I have to or I would drown. Kelly, do you think it's important to have a group of women around you to help you do your goals? Or do you think no matter what, you you should kind of do it on your own? But is that support system important? As long as it's the right women. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think that sometimes we are, because we're social, we get so caught up in friendship mm-hmm. that um, you may think that person's helping you stay on track, but really it's getting you off track, you know? And it's just, it's important to discern what kind of people are around you and are they speaking life to you? Because it might be a good person that says, girl, you got to get back on track, but then remind you of the negative or maybe we'll bring up, you know, well, how are you and your husband doing now? You know, want, just they want the tea. Anybody know people like that? You know, that they, it's, it's just really important to say, okay, are you a friend or are you a friend of me? And to know, are you for me or against me? And I, and I firmly believe that if someone shows you who they are, I believe them. Yeah, but you but you do need someone to get you on track and say, come on, girl, let's do mm-hmm. this. But I, you, I, I just think today you got to be really, really uh, careful and discerning. I, I totally agree. And then talking about getting back on track, I mean, your message tonight was a great, you know, for all the women to hear. And I'm believing if there were any fighting with focus because of the, even of the areas that you were talking about, whether it's marriage or something that's dead or a child or whatever it is, that that... You know, take it tonight as a line being drawn in the sand for you. For you as women that are sitting out there, um, maybe your year began like this and this, and but then all these things, which is normal, okay? All those things coming to distract you and get in your way is normal. It's called life. It's called life. And it can overwhelm you, and it can roll over you. And there are things that happen that you would go, I never thought this was going to happen. I never expected this. 
Now, it didn't catch God by surprise. No, God right. completely knows. He holds you in the palm of his hand. Yep. He says you're written in the palm of his hand. Yes. He knows what's going on in your life. Right. He knew this was going to happen. It wasn't a surprise, and he's got it in control. So maybe you started out the beginning of the year thinking, oh, yeah, this and this, and God, this is it, and then these things happen. Again, it's not a surprise, but let this tonight be a line that's drawn mm -hmm. in the sand yeah. for you. That's saying, okay, I'm back on focus now, God. And I'm going to remember the things even that were taught tonight and then stay in the word, like yes. Sandy said, every, you have to do it every day. And I'm not telling you, oh, you have to read so many verses or whatever, but if you can just take some time, whatever that time is, mm -hmm. when you first get up or if you're in the car or wherever you are, just mm -hmm. to kind of zone mm -hmm. in. Just zone in and refocus, yeah, you know, and, and even just say, I'm not going to look to the left or the right, Lord. Yeah. I choose to keep my eyes focused on you, the Lord Jesus Christ, the author and the finisher of my faith, and I'm going to be okay. And then if you have the friends in your life that you can trust to yeah, speak the word, absolutely. because that's that the word, the word. What do you do, like, for example, if a spouse or significant other has other goals for you or a different vision from your life than what you, what you have? Melissa, do you want to? Yeah, I, I, you've got to, that's when you have to be extremely focused. You really do. <laughs> and um, remind yourself that, you know, God is my goal. And so when you're going back to really praying about what does God really have for me and staying focused on God's call and not someone else's call, you've got to stay focused on God's call for you and be confident in that. You need to be confident in that. And so it takes sitting down and having a chat, having a conversation, you know, um, and letting them know that, you know, God has called me to do this hasn't called me to do what, what you're talking about, you know, and really and, being open and yeah. honest. Yeah, and Kelly talked about that tonight, too. I mean, earlier, just a little bit ago, you were just talking about it's it's what I've got. It's me and God. It's not yeah. me and them. It's That's not right. me and that, but it's me and God. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and I think also, you know, one of the things that where we get derailed, oftentimes I find that's when you're not clear where God has called you to. You know, many of us have walked through seasons where you're uncertain if you're where God's supposed to be. Is this the job I'm supposed to be doing? Is this exactly where I'm supposed to be at? And it's okay for a season, but he's going to reveal it to you. And once you know what it is, you'll be able to have clear boundaries to say no to things that don't align with your calling. And in the meantime, why don't you get under someone who does know where they're called to and help serve in their dreams until God reveals yours? So and good. that's been something that's been yeah. such a big part of my growth. Yes. And what I loved what you said today was, if they're not in my flow, i got to let them go. <laughs> right? I loved that. I wrote it down, and I'm going to remember it. Right. That's right. Because it rhymes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would say this. For, for a while, um, before um, we were in church, my husband and I, um, our lives were very different because I, he brought me to church and got saved and then said he never had fun and then left the church and left me in the church. And, and then, then he, as he completely backslid, I was left in the church. But I was, his, his focus, his goal for me was for me to follow him back to the world. Mm. And I, I loved him and I would do anything for him. But at some point I had to decide who I was serving. That's right. And I think it's important when it comes to relationships, husband and wives, that if I, I know he's your man and I know he's good to you, but if he pulls you away from Jesus, yes. Yes. you've got to know that 
you serve God and not man, even your husband. And there's a way to submit but stay submitted to God and say, I appreciate you, but I'm not going to go, you know, chase you down with a knife tonight. (laughs) Not going to hop on any more hoods. Come on, somebody. (laughs) I love Jesus. You can call me names. I'm not going to respond to you. Like I said, you don't control me. It, it's, it's like, because a lot of us times, women, we can, we can idol worship. We can worship man That's and right. relationship. Yeah. That's right. And then you'll, you'll, you'll forsake Christ for that husband, but you got to decide, woman of God, no, 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 I live for Jesus, and, I pre- and I'm going to pray for you, and my prayers will be effective, and you will be in church with me one day. But until then, <laughs> I'm, I'm focused on Jesus Christ. And how did that, tell us, I mean, about that journey. I mean, I'm just sitting here going, I mean, some of the ladies might say, well, oh, yeah, some so- people didn't hear your story the first time you came. Oh, wow. Just like a glimpse, just like a, a leaning glimpse, because it's yeah, a powerful. How, how did that go? Well, you know, I married at 18, he was 19, and, and did bring me to church. And as, he, as I said, he left the church. I was, I, I was, when someone introduces you to Jesus and then backsides, it's very confusing. You know, because I'm thinking, do we love him? Do we trust him? Who is it? But point is, um, I was going to be divorced. My husband and I were in a very bad relationship. It was chaotic and crazy. The cars and the knives were very true stories. Um, somebody, somebody saw us running down the street with a knife. Someone has that story in Arizona. They do because they saw. Anyways, <laughs> chaos, drinking, yelling, adultery, all that was going on in, in, in our relationship. And so um, one day I literally felt like I was losing my mind because I had began to worship this man, my husband. And I felt like I was absolutely losing my mind. And I even dropped off my kids to have a nervous breakdown because if you're a good mom, you won't do that in front of them. <laughs> so I dropped my kids off. I went home and I literally heard the enemy say, lose it, lose your mind. Like, because it was so much pressure and so much poverty and so much crazy that I was sitting in a corner feeling I was going to lose my mind. And I had been going to church for some time and I didn't know scripture, but I knew enough to call on the name of Jesus. And as I was rocking back and forth, because I saw it on movies, that's how people go crazy. I was rocking back and forth. And I'm rocking back and forth. And when I called on the name of Jesus, I physically felt his hands come around me and wrap me up like a straight jacket and hold on to me. And because I had that experience, I knew that Jesus was real, that Jesus is tangible, that Jesus can show up, that he is a very present help in time of trouble. And I began to change my whole life. I fell in love with Jesus. I fell in love with the word. I read the word every day. I worshiped all the time. When the church doors were open, I was on my face. I was serving in the church. I became obsessed with Jesus Christ. And you still are. Huh? And you still are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And meanwhile, my husband was, you know, here, there, and everywhere. But I kept on praying. I kept on believing. I focused because I realized it wasn't him. It was a spirit. You have to understand, we do not fight against flesh and blood. But against powers and principalities, it's a spiritual battle. And when God begins to reveal, it's not him. It's a spirit. I began to rebuke the spirit. And I would get Crisco because I couldn't afford olive oil. And I would put it on his head with crosses. And I'd put it on his feet. And I'd put it on his hands. Listen, you can anoint any kind of oil. Crisco. Yes, you can. 
just want to spend the night at your house. And I, I Crisco'd him up, and before you know it. <laughs> I want to be in a family meeting. <laughs> oh, gosh. Those are fun. And then, but no, really, seriously, praying, praying, praying for him to change. And not for me. See, woman of God, you cannot pray for your husband for your marriage. You got to pray for your husband for Jesus. That's right. Because right. sometimes we want to change him so we can fix him for us. But that's not always the case. Am I talking too much? No. So, so. Preach it, sister. That's Amen. Right. Preach it, sister. So, right. That's so right. Finally, I'm skipping a lot because you said the fast version. I said, God, whatever it takes, save him. And woman of God, you, if you're, a, if you're a, a hot prayer warrior like I am, you got to be careful what you pray for. That's right. I said, God, whatever it takes, save him. Like, it, it could be death. Just let him call on your name before you take him. Like, I was that serious because he was hell bound. And if God didn't take him, I might have. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so I was a dispatcher for the police department, and I was working 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm dispatching, and it's, it's kind of slow at that time because um, criminals do go to sleep, but I was, you know. And I get a call of an armed robbery in progress. And I'm so excited, because when you work for the police, you want to get the bad guy. So I was, you know, it was something to do. So I get, I, I, I get all the information, I get the police, I get the canine, I get the helicopter, I get the perimeter set up, and we, this, this blue catalog takes off, and we chase him down, and the officer comes up, code four, three, at gunpoint. And I'm like, great, we got the bad guy. The first guy pulled out, didn't know him. Second guy, they called his name, didn't know him. The third guy was Reggie Steele, my husband. I had arrested my husband. And I knew, oh, that's it. He's going to jail. I just committed armed robbery. I got off to my supervisor what had just happened. And I'm thinking, this is the end of it all. And my, the officer came to see me that arrested my husband and said, if you don't divorce him, you're going to lose your job. And I said, well, you know what? I guess I'll just be losing my job because I believe that I prayed for something and God had to apprehend him in a different type of way to get his attention. And if he has to go to prison for 21 years, which is what he was facing, I'll just do some conjugal visits. Come on, somebody. <laughs> prison wife. But God is faithful. Thank you, Jesus. While, <laughs> while he was in jail, the third day, he said he looked to heaven and said, God, if you get me out of this, I will serve you the rest of my life. And his parents bonded him out, and he went to his dad, who was a pastor, of course, and he tells his dad, I accepted my calling, I'm ready to preach. And his dad made him clean the church for a year, and now here we are, pastors. That's awesome. That's a great story. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Another thing that's really important for women or trending, especially now in the news and in the social media, is self-care, taking care of ourselves. How do you find time to balance self-care and then not feel guilty about it? Because I think it's hard. I, I'd love to answer that one because you have to put on your own oxygen mask first. Yes. And if you give out all of your oil, you don't have any for you. And so that's why I spend the mornings the way I do or, well, whatever time I can in the morning. But it is so important. And I see this with women all the time. And, and a lot of times I'll give an upside down uh, triangle and with five categories. And I'll ask them to categorize what is most important and yourself, your husband, your children, your job, almost 100% the woman will put herself last. God is first and then you. 
because if you take care of you and you're healthy and you, you eat, you know, nutrient-dense foods and you get some exercise and enough sleep, then you're going to be strong to take care of other people. But if you let yourself wear down, then you're going to end up sick. And so I really encourage you to put on your own oxygen mask first. I'm going to add to that. I think we need to get better as women to loving ourselves really well. And as Sandy shared, I think the only time we can do that is spending time with our papa, the one who created us. And so just spending time with him and the things that we sometimes categorize as luxuries, like exercising, like prayer time, reading our Bible, we see them as luxuries and they're necessities. We, you know, I, I remember somebody telling me, oh, it must be nice. You get to go work out. I'm like, this isn't a luxury. I do this because I want to live. I want to be not snappy to my children and my husband. Like, I need this. So, you know, not looking at the things that we need as luxuries. We all have purple hair. I kind of like it. Have yes. you noticed that? Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love yeah. it. It's really cool. For, especially Candy for you and then you for Melissa, you, you're both in the workforce and there are many women out here who work and have jobs. How is it to, how do you keep your faith strong sometimes in a secular environment? <laughs> it's work. It's hard. <laughs> I mean, we all have had that one coworker that I want to say strikes our last nerve, but that's not the right word, you know, that press, that tests our love meter. And I think what we have to remember is that who we are in kingdom more than who we are on earth. So if God says that you are the head and not the tail and that you're above and not beneath, then it means we have to act like it. And sometimes we're the closest to Jesus people get. You know, there's not just in the day. For some people, it's in their life. And uh, I remember when I had this particular um, instance with a coworker when I was in a traditional office environment. And this girl, I mean, it felt like she had it out for me. I don't know what I did, but she was not nice and um, it's easy to get defensive and want to retaliate but I began to pray and ask God to help me see her the way he sees her and he really softened my heart and you know the things that she would do and say towards me and the little snarky remarks I just I began to like feel compassion towards her what took her to that situation that would make her feel like that and within time, by keeping my love on, I feel like it helped um, transition the environment. Like the toxicity that I was feeling was just gone and not, it didn't phase me anymore. Mm. Well, I got a that's great. I got a couple of things. So I'm in higher education. Yes, love it, right? But I'm also at a public institution as well, which is very liberal, right? And so um, you, you really need to, to remember um, when you're working in an environment like that, it's about love. You gotta love people, and, and they're not, don't have to be like me. I don't have to agree with what they're doing. All I gotta do is love them. I've gotta love these people, and that way they're drawn to you. When you love someone, and they can see the genuineness in your heart, they are drawn to you. I can't tell you how many divine appointments I have with students that come in my office and share things that you can't even imagine, right? And I'm not a therapist, and I send them to counseling. Yes, I do. I go, I am not the counseling office, however, I love you, I care about you, I'm gonna pray for you right now. And I pray with students in my office, I, I do. And, and that's okay, I, it, it's like I don't care. Because I think about Colossians 3.3, I work for Jesus, the Lord. I don't work for a master, I work for the Lord. And, I, and that's the, what I keep taped right there by my computer. I have scriptures taped in the back so that when I'm at my desk, I'm always constantly reminded on what I'm doing. It's a focus. That's how I stay focused is really keeping scripture in front of me so that when the devil comes, because 
He's praying yeah. all the time, Always. nipping at your heels. You know what I mean? And you have to have that scripture in your heart at all times. So I, can I add to that? Your stories are so nice. <laughs> when, when, I, when I worked at the... <laughs> this is great. When, when, I, when I was in the workforce as a dispatcher, I too would share my faith and be very strong about it. And there's a particular person that, you know, because you, you got these, I'll call them devils, but assignments... And this one, this, and she, she was, she was Christian, but left the faith, and now she was a different religion. And so she would kind of debate with me back and forth, but I did love and kindness and brought her cookies and all, you know, sweet and nice, and Jesus loves you, you know, and so do I, you know. And, and one day I was working and I had to go to the restroom and she was in the bathroom and she turned to me and she says, your God is dead. And I said, the devil is a lie. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You better back up. Jesus is real. And you need to accept him again before you go to hell. Go Kelly. <laughs> and that's my story. What I'm trying to say is sometimes nice is good. But if someone comes against your God right. and they're you challenging you, right. you, you better raise up and let them know that Jesus oh, is the right. way, the truth, yeah. and the light. And he's, there's no man should go to God except through Jesus Christ. And you're going to go to hell if you don't accept it. Amen. Hell Woo. is real. It's hot. Woo. Amen. 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 I love it, Kelly. And you said it with attitude, too. Yes. I like that. No, because you gotta let you got to let that spirit know. You better back on up trying to tell me my God is dead. No, he's not. He's yet alive. He's yet alive. Yes, so, so Kelly, I can imagine I'm you. It, doing it was that. just like that. <laughs> yeah. And then I washed my hands and went on my way. <laughs> and guess what? She never talked to me again. I never talked to her that again. Was, that Challenge me. Challenge me about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I was just gonna ask you, did you ever talk again? But okay, you nope. answered that. Okay, good. <laughs> she didn't sit by me. Go, go, be gone. Go soar. She knew not to mess I love with you, it. Kelly. <laughs> You know, we talked about us focusing and stuff, but how can we help if we're married or even if we have children, how can we help them achieve their goals or stay focused? I think, you know, because we are put in those situations. Well, I mean, you were in a situation, your daughter obviously lost her focus. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but she's come back. She's home. She came back. It's so hard raising kids. It's hard. I mean, it's, hard. it's, it's hard. especially in the church. You know, you try to keep them from the Pokemon and all that. And then they go look for the man, Pokemon. Then they be poking the man. And the man pokes them. It just goes wrong. Well, how did you help her during that time, Kelly? Besides uh, sit in her front apartment. <laughs> you know, when she came back, when she came back home, because um, I knew something was wrong anyway in the spirit, but when she came back home, um, a month before she gave birth, she told our, my husband and I sat us down and explained that he had beat her up 12 times. And it choked her, and she hid those things from us. And um, she, he told her that um, she, he hoped that she died giving birth. And he, she, he didn't want her, she didn't want him in the uh, hospital room while she gave birth. And he said, if you don't let me be in the hospital room, I'm going to post a video of you. So we had to get a lawyer. Wow. It's awful. It's, see, this is real stuff. I, I'm a pastor. Don't, don't judge me. Yeah, we got, we got stuff too. 
Yes. <laughs> more, more than y'all. More. And, and so what I did at that moment with the domestic abuse, I sat her down and let her cry in my arms for two days. And love, 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 acceptance, love, acceptance, get that mind, um, you know, turned back to Christ. And there's a lot of healing that goes with that. And then at the same time, try not to go to jail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, you have to understand, the enemy tried to put my husband in jail 20-something years ago. So, of course, he would have preached with this. And, you know, what father, what, you know, it's your, it, it's your dad, it's your, it's your daughter. And there were many a nights I saw him looking at the ceiling, and I, I know him. I'm like, Reggie, stop. Yeah. You cannot finish your ministry in prison. We need you. <laughs> but, but what I did was I was there for her. There was no judgment, no condemnation. I protected her. We got lawyers. We, we fought for the whole custody situation. And here's a good thing. We never snapped back. We didn't go public. We didn't say a word. We didn't post nothing. We didn't sub-post. Y'all be sub-posting. We know who you're talking about. We, we, did, we, did, we were quiet, like nothing happened at all. And the only reason I'm talking about now is because it's, it's well, well over a year and yeah. healing has taken place with her and she's in a good spot. And even him, he's trying to, well, but you know what? Well, I think I'm glad you are sharing it because I think, you know, it's something we can all learn from because yeah. we're all, you know, it's real life and we're all faced with real life. Can I just say, moms, when my daughter was dating him, because he worked for us at the church, musician but anyway <laughs> when I'm just being all kinds of bad at at, at chosen when when um, no, you're just being real girl. I'm being, you said real raw relevant that's I'm just, what I told you so she walked past my office I saw a bruise on her arm and I go no Stella what happened to you and she goes oh I don't know I, I fell or something and for a moment I thought ass but then the pride in me says, I taught my daughters better than that. They would let no man hurt them and hit them. I, my, daughter, they, my daughters know better. And I always think back to that moment that I pushed past what the Lord was saying, look into more. And moms, just when you see things and you feel things, ask questions. Don't, don't let your pride say, oh, I raised the better. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. We all do the right thing. We all give scripture. All my kids play church. All of them laid hands. They had praise. And, you know when the kids are little and it's cute, they do church. And then, then you can't find them. You know, and so in a way, it's not that you're a bad mom. It's just train your child in the way that they should go. And whether they're old, they won't depart. That part's there because they will leave, but they come back. So right. I just, moms, just be wise. If you feel a certain thing about somebody, if you don't feel right about it, move on. If you got weird dreams about the guy, like, move on it. Don't just sit back and let That's things right. happen. And um, that, so that's what I did. Now I love, and yes. But I want to say, too, because yeah. you took shame off of her. Absolutely. And I love that. No shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No shame. No, no shame, no condemnation. Absolutely not. Because that's what the enemy will do as a tormentor. That's right. And then it'll make you stay in bad relationships. But because there was no shame, she knew safe was at home because we're not going to judge you and talk about you. We love you. Yeah. Right. And I think another important point is, as you can see, you got some pretty strong women around here, right? Yes. <laughs> we typically can set the tone of the home. You know, most of the time it's mom, you know, or the wife that's setting the tone for the home. We're the thermostat. We are. And if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy, Nobody. right? Yes. I mean, that's just the way it is. And so, you know, I think it's, what is it, in Proverbs or somewhere? That a nagging wife, you know, it's like a dri dripping faucet, <laughs> you know? And so I, we can set the tone. That's right. And I really think, 
us as Christian women need to keep that in mind as we're doing yeah. this. Setting yeah. the tone of forgiveness. Yep. Setting the tone of love. Yep. Welcoming. We want you to be here. And doing that with our husbands as well. Yep. We set the tone. When, so when they are trying to get to their uh, goals, that's how, we, that's how we help them. We set the tone of the home. Right. And then that way they're, we can help them because you know, yep. we're their helpmate, right? Good, good. We're their partner. Now, I know next, though this year, should I say, say next year, but it's in September, but this year's theme for Chosen or coming up is Awaken. Yes. What does that mean to you guys? Oh, can I yeah, do that? We, we oh. have six Be minutes. All, you all can say something. <laughs> yeah, because Cindy, whether you know it or not, and I know this is first time for a lot of you, Cindy really hears God on this, and I've tried to change her mind a lot of times because I'm always tested on the theme. <laughs> so am and, I. And, and it's very, very prophetic. And so this year when Awaken was announced, I thought, well, great. Now I'm, you know, I'm going to go through something. And I was right. But, but this is what is really, um, I mean, I have a whole lot to say about it, but I'll save it. But one thing I do want to say that has so blessed me, and thank you for this, is I started hearing in Proverbs, it says that the word will watch over you while you sleep and speak to you when you awake. And in Isaiah, it says that he will awaken our ear to hear as a disciple. So, so many people, women I talk to all the time are tormented in their sleep. I mean, what is worse than waking up in the middle of the night and everyone's asleep and you're not? And that's when all the tormenting thoughts come in. And so I started praying, Lord, let your word watch over me when I sleep and speak to me when I awaken. Awaken my ear to hear as one of your disciples. And what started happening is every single morning, because the text is not going off and the phone is not ringing and the needs are not there, I start focusing. I mean, the minute I'm semi-conscious, I'll start focusing on hearing his voice. And I have had some amazing experiences with the Lord, and it will literally set the tone for my whole day. I'll journal it. I mean, I'll get up and I'll immediately write, like, like this morning as an example. Usually I'll hear scripture, but this morning there was an area I needed repair, and I heard the voice of the Lord say, repair, not despair. And I looked up despair, and that word means hopeless. And it was an area where, you know, I was being tempted to be hopeless. But God said, no, repair, not despair. And so I just encourage you to start praying when you go to bed that the word will watch over you and speak to you when you awaken. I was going to say that um, awaken to me is not just being aware of what God has called you to, but truly desiring it. You know, every day that I have breath, I want to be truly awake to what he's called to. And it's a battle. You know, we have, we recognize that our walk of faith is a process, that there's progress in that. But we're also in a society. I know I build a couple of my businesses on social media, and we're in a society with filters that glorifies perfection and having it all together. So we really need to come together and recognize that it is a process, and God honors perseverance and progress and you know he, he'll take you the way you are but he loves you too much to leave you like that and so just really celebrating that mm. to me it just it's coming alive you know when you think about your sleeping you're just there but when you awake you're alive and you're coming alive to, to Jesus and what he has for you and thinking we are chosen we are called he loves us and being alive and, and just breathing that in and giving ourselves a little grace sometimes. You know, God's grace. You know, we're, we're really good at giving other people grace, 
But a lot of times we don't give ourselves a little grace when we need it. But coming alive into that, to the life that he really chose for us, you know, and believing we are who he says that we are, right? We are who he says that we are. And we've got to believe that. Amen. Well, anybody else want to add anything? I think we're about ready to wrap up. Kelly's going to wrap up. So, and awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead. Christ shines, makes the day dawn on you, and gives you his light. Awake, O sleeper. Awake, O sleeper, to the word even that was heard tonight. Awake, awake, awake. O sleeper, arise from the dead. Christ shines, makes the day dawn upon you. And he gives you his light, Amen. which is his word. Yep. He gives all. it to you to wake up and live and live. Amen. And Kelly's going to close tonight. And, you know, um, as Sandy was saying, sometimes the hopelessness and the despair that we feel is very, very real. And it can lull us to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that to be our comfort. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pray for those that may be dealing with hopelessness. And hopelessness, yeah. we serve a God of hope. Hope, yeah, hope right. means to have an expected right. in, and the expected in is good. But we can be so lulled to sleep by despair and by depression and by worry and by even bad relationships that maybe we don't know how to get out of that God can allow you to open up your heart to him, open up your eyes to him, and not look at how you feel but depend on Jesus Christ as the one that is going to comfort you and love you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, for all the women that are here tonight. God, we laughed. We heard your word. We felt your power. We felt your healing, God. We, We lifted our hands to you, Jesus. And now we just say that as we leave this place, the one that may be dealing with hopelessness, the one that is good at church, but the minute they walk out this door, the enemy comes and tries to bombard them with tormenting thoughts of not making it and not being successful and not getting further. Father, we just bind and rebuke that yes. in the name of yes. Jesus. Yes. Father, we thank you that the blood of Jesus is against you and that yes. no weapon formed against your daughter will prosper. Right. And Father, I thank you, Lord God, that they will know you as the God of hope yes. and the God of love yes. and that they will not... So they will not convince themselves that they will be in despair, but you will repair every area of their life. Father, we give, we give it to you right now, yes. Jesus. We give it to you right now, God. Yes. Our fears, our worry, God, our anger, our anxiety, we give it to you, God. Your word says to be anxious for nothing. Yes. And so, Father, we are going to do that tonight, that you ordered our steps here, that That's we right. would be set free in the name That's of Jesus. Right. That we will be focused in the name of Jesus. Yes. That we would not worry, Father, but we will trust you like never before. Yes. And I thank you that hearts are healed, minds are cleared, and that we will live, leave here, God, determined to depend on you, determined to love you, determined to worship you and to praise you. And I thank you, Lord God, that we will know you as our God and our children's children will know your name and our children's children will know your name and generational cursings are broken and blessings are released in the name of Jesus. And we will stand with power and we will stand with faith and we will see the goodness of who you are. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. We all agree and say amen. Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to our Chosen Bible Study Podcast. 
For more information on Chosen, make sure you visit us at ChosenSA.com and follow us on our social sites. We'll see you next time, and remember, you are chosen.